You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And this edition of Six Rings and Football Things marches on to its grand and glorious conclusion on a path to midweek victory. We go to Patriots Potpourri. Let's kick things off right now with a little listener mail. Shime time. Take her away. Uh, at King Gopes says, Shanahan's a bad coach without Jimmy. By that same logic, wouldn't that make Belichick at best a jag without Tom Brady? One playoff win in about 10 seasons leading to a bigger, discuss- or bigger discussion. Do coaches get too much credit? The GOAT coach is jag without great QBs. QB, carrot sign facing, GM, carrot sign facing, coach. Andy, your thoughts? Coaches get too much credit, yes. I think it's still – and I said it earlier. Like, I'll always take the talent. You know, Fitzy, when you had your little thing, would you rather have three elite – yes, I'm done. I stopped listening, right? I don't I don't need the rest of the sentence. Give me the elite players. Um, I still think – and the coaches say it. I don't know how much they actually believe it. Like, Bill says it a lot. I've never made a single tackle or a single catch or a single – but except for the fact that he lined up at center in the first day of minicamp as well, which was kind of hilarious. Uh, he also lined up in the slot. He went in motion. <laughs> he was running scout. This uh, is covering he's, in the flat. He's, again. Shime, he's committed this year. He, Any one of you who doubts the emperor. Oh, how dare you? That's it. He, he had that. those red. Uh, you don't helmet. Think- <laughs> he had one of those red helmet condoms, like the players call it, that he had on his head, like he was on the scout punt team or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, 70 years old. I don't know if he's going to die on the football field, if that's his dream, like Jamal Adams. Was that Jamal Adams that said that? He wanted to die on the, the middle of the football uh, field? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's Bill's dream, but uh, he's active for a 70-year-old. Um, so, yeah. Coaches are overrated in Coaches general. Coaches are right. overrated. I couldn't agree more with that. And you know what You know what's, You know know what? what happens? It's always the ones that get too much credit are the ones that have systems. You know, like, ooh. Oh, I hate shit. that. And it drives me Actually, the quarterback ones, like Mike Martz was like a QB guy. Your guy Shanahan's a QB guy. Remember that guy from Cal when he had um, Aaron Rodgers? Tedford, I think his name was, the the Cal coach. Oh, he's a QB guy. Yeah, I'm a QB guy if you give me Aaron Rodgers, too. The guy's one of the most (laughs) talented athletes that's ever walked on an effing football field. So, yeah, Andy... Andy Reid's a little different. Andy Reid's done it with a lot of quarterbacks, so I got to be careful not. Yeah, he has actually. That's a good point. He's the one who shouldn't necessarily who should get uh, who should who deserves more credit. And he's done it with quarterbacks like Alex Smith and and Mm -hmm. others. So oh yeah, no, he's 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 one. Andy Reid's the real deal. I think that's actually the title of Andy Reid's coaching tree book. I've done it with Alex Smith and others. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Zamudio asks, how long is the leash for Mac Jones if he doesn't meet expectations? Well, is, I mean, infinity. I mean, he has a long leash. I think his leash is as long as Bill Belichick's probably. It's as long as his contract, right? Like, I mean, first of all, we were talking about it today, all the the media types. I won't use names, but like if Brian Hoyer steps on the field, 
It means the competitive portion of said game is over, whether that's the first snap of the game or the last snap of the game, garbage time because you're up, garbage time. Like, Brian Hoyer is the backup quarterback. Like, are people buying into that idiot morning show that's produced by some idiot that 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 Zappy has put Mac Jones on a short leash or something? Uh, uh, like that, that we that, got we got to stop with that. I are don't you care what veiled shots at me. I don't I, think I, they were veiled. <laughs> they're the, a they wow. were completely unveiled, and B as great okay. a story as Bailey Zappy is <laughs> and or was because of all the hidden s- stats that he came from the college ranks with, and how much we all love that viral video of him crying when he got the call from Coach Belichick. Make no mistake, if Bailey Zappi looks good in August and then maybe comes in in garbage time once and throws a touchdown to Jacoby Myers or... Zappi ending. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Can't I've take never, him anywhere. I have never wanted a car Deshaun to go Watson off the rails. That down. No, oh. that's it. Take You know what? Take a timeout. Leave the room. Shut Let the adults off. finish the podcast. That's Shut enough out of off. you, young man. Oh my! Uh, oh my dear lord! But it would be nice just to see. Look good and look good in August. If you end up in one game, uh, you know, if, Hoy- if Hoyer's, if you see Hoyer, Andy, that's because either it's a blowout or because there's been like a COVID outbreak. But if you see Bailey Zappi at all and he looks competent, looks like they wanted to develop a Mac Jones clone for redundancy behind him as a sure. quality backup in the future. That's all you are allowed or should to ask for or would want to see out of this kid. He's not pushing Mac Jones. Mac's not making too much. You already said earlier in the pod that Jake Bailey looked like he was absolutely blasting the ball. Okay, good. You're going to get your $3.9 million this year and, um, you know, punt Punterson or kick Masterson, whatever your name was that, uh, what's that quarter of the punter they took as an Odfa, the undrafted free Jake. Oh, Jake. Jake Yeah. Goodbye. That's been fun. That's cute. But like, that's done. We're done with that now. Yes. Um, Quick side note that I meant to say earlier, so I'm just going to, this is a potpourri, right? So it's really yep. just anything and everything. Anything um, goes. Update. I didn't want to lead with it because I'm sort of sick of talking just too microscopically about the play calling and judge and Patricia and everything. Uh, Matt Patricia at the end of practice was indeed calling in plays with a walkie talkie to the head of Mac Jones. So they've started that process because we've uh, talked about that. When does somebody's voice having to start going to somebody's ear? He was doing it, but it also comes on the heels of in seven on seven, it's just Bill Belichick and Joe Judge. Matt Patricia's off with the offensive line. So he like misses the entirety of seven on seven when you run, I don't know what it is, 15, 20 plays in the passing game with Mac Jones. So just that's the latest on that. They had walkie-talkie, and Matt Patricia was calling in plays with said walkie-talkie. Perosi. And so this it was this particular morning on the day we record, June 7th, where the Matt Patricia is the leading candidate to call plays story kind of started circulating in and amongst the blogosphere, news reporting sites, etc. I still am a subscriber to the idea that it's going to be a group think. I think there are going to be a lot of people involved. I think this is going to be a multi-chef kitchen. And at the end of the day, of course, it'll be Bill who doles out the credit to the people when they win, like great call there by Matt or Joe installed that and had this idea earlier in the week as we were game planning. And if they lose or just get smacked around the yard, Belichick will be the one who uh, has to sponge all that up. And then meanwhile, players will be whispering, I don't know. I'm not sure who called the play. I'm not sure who drew it up. I, I, It's chaos on the offensive side of the ball. We have too many cooks in the kitchen and the meal sucks. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't fully expect them to call plays on game one. It's just I think they're trying some things out. I think they're tinkering mm-hmm. and, and kind of seeing what may work and what won't work and then going awesome. from there. And you got like not you got you 92 days you know till the kickoff. Is with trial and error. 
Uh, there's error involved in it? It always includes error. How about just do it? Well, that would be nice. Where's the fun in just getting something right from get-go? Isn't part of like like Oh, I think that's awesome. There's nothing better than being great at something right out the gates. I'd be wonderful. I'd love that. That'd what be, about uh, learning from your mistakes? Yeah, why do I have to make that. mistakes? Yeah. <laughs> if you're great, why, why do you have to why make do, mistakes? Why do we fall down so we can learn how to pick ourselves up, dum dum? Would you rather be the heavyweight champion with like a 21 and 17 record? You're the heavyweight champion or the heavyweight champion with a 42 and 0 record? Not because the, and that first loss is going to look worse than the 17 losses. With gr- yeah, with- but I went forty-two and zero, and I am yeah, the heavyweight champion like, of the world. A, because no, because it's I all, never need to find out. Even Hagler lost punch. one fight. All we talk about is the damn friggin' fight he lost, as opposed Floyd to Mayweather the incredible career he had. He's also a terrible person, and I would rather you not bring. He's an awful. I'm not sure that's he's relevant. Absolute. It is in Tom my Brady's mind. Buddy. Tom Brady. It's my buddy. mouth and my mind, and they're allowed to express themselves as they wish. It's my Chime, mouth, ne- my mind, my body. Time. Next listener question. MRF five hundred five. How much change do you actually expect to see in the offensive scheme with the switch from McDaniels to Patricia slash Judge slash at all? I think previously addressed minimal. Yeah, not much. Not a much. Yeah. I, I, and now some of it may look um, different based on personnel. Like if Devontae Parker returns to Devontae mm. Parker, 1,200-yard receiver, that will al- that will alter the offense. If, if Ramondre Stevenson is Le'Veon Bell, like I have said, half seriously, uh, and he stays on the field all the time and he catches 100 balls while also rushing for 1,500 yards, that will change the offense. That doesn't necessarily mean it was a an intended scheme change from the coaching staff. I think the talent is and always will dictate what they look like. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. Um, Shine, this question comes from uh, at Fitzy GFY, something Ooh. we batted around the radio. I deleted him. I blocked him. I can't, I, 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 no matter how much you mute, he just keeps popping back, popping back up by now. Um, the idea of the positionless defense gained more traction as Adrian Phillips spoke to it recently, and then we talked about it with Mike Giardi over the weekend. How do you feel about the Patriots going with what could ultimately be described as a, even though there will be obviously assignments and positions, what many may term a positionless defense. Comfortable with that? I mean, for months now, I've been saying it seems like they're going to go with an amorphous style because Andy even questioned my use of the word amorphous style defense. And and I think it makes sense. I I think last year when this team was at its best, they were running these, these crazy plays where it was like simulated blitzes, right? They had five guys up in the box. You had no clue which one was coming. One could come, three could come, all five could come, or none of them could. And so it was this really interesting thing that that I think it was kind of the evolution of what they might go with now, right? Where it's, okay, now it's five guys, but they all do the same thing, right? They're all like safety linebacker hybrids where it's like, nah, he can cover in the slot, but he could also blitz and he could also just play, drop into zone. Like it's it's these weird things. And I think that's... I, I think that's Belichick's bread and butter is figuring out how to master a defense like that, which is why I never wanted him to take his offense or his focus away from that and focus on the, on the offense so much, because I think he showed last year in spots, it didn't really work against Buffalo, but in spots he showed how good he is as a defensive coach in his handling of that. And so uh, I, I think they can do it successfully to the point where they stop Buffalo. It doesn't feel like it, but there, I guess that remains to be seen. I'm a broken record. I think this is a similar thing to the offense. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be positionless defense. Can you play? 
How much yeah. talent are you putting on the field? I don't care what you call the positions. What level of talent are you putting on the field would be my question. Because Bill has done this basically back to the mid-2000s. He's liked the blending of safeties and linebackers. He's liked the blending of linebackers and D linemen and, and safeties and corners. And Rodney's going to be up and Ty Law's going to be back like he's a safety. Like, he's done this. And you know why it worked? Ty Law, Rodney Harrison, Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, really good players made it work. I don't know if he has the horses. There's a lot of questions mm -hmm. about the horses. The Josh Uches, the Ronnie Perkins, the guys that are gonna be pieces to the puzzle bill has said it steve belichick has said it um so it's great in theory i love the idea like yep. positionless basketball are you a one or a five you're a point forward you could we can all bring the ball up right bullpen by committee is genius uh. if you have like andrew miller and these guys that are good mm -hmm. it all falls on its effing face if the guys involved in these theoretical ideas can't play yeah, it, talent. Pointing back to Rodney and Ty Law and whatnot, I like to call that uh, how did the Patriots win or what were the hallmarks of the defense? It was tied. Toughness, intelligence, uh, deception, and excellence. And between the players and the coaches, they were able to execute on all fronts. And that's kind of what made those defenses so hard to crack for so long. And now if you don't have the guys that can not only try to trick the offense, but also make the play be where they need to be, tackle hard and make people afraid to try to make the plays where they do on offense, then it all matters for not. Um, real quick, Andy, I just want to throw this last thing at you and our little potpourri, and we'll wrap it up. I posted a quick little thing earlier to weei.com. Bookmark it, visit it, love it, and read it. Uh, five free agents, both of you guys can jump in and just give me a zero to 10 on the interest or probability level. Five free agents who could possibly still help the Patriots price tag withstanding. Uh, can I throw them at you? Sure. Go for it. All right, here we go. Uh, first one, Larry Ogunjobi, defensive tackle. Um, not a ton of interest. Yeah, fine. I, I mean, the yeah. Patriots have limited resources, so mm -hmm. we have to keep that in consideration. So they do have about half a million dollars right now in available money, and still have players they need to sign. Which is why everybody's trying to uh, speculate a Isaiah Win trade. Although, if you trade Isaiah Win, the thin line gets thinner. But go ahead. Well, then you could possibly bring in somebody like either Riley Reef or Eric Fisher at offensive tackle. Looking to maybe create a little tackle depth uh competition at the tackle spots. Yeah, yeah I don't I'm that I'm okay with that. Like I, I think you might need that. Like we talked about the the fragility of Trent Brown. Yep. Uh I mean Isaiah Wynn is no you know stud there at tackle either. So bringing in a, a veteran guy on a relatively inexpensive deal, I, I think would make a lot of sense. And I had told you guys, I just thought Stuber smelled Andrew Stuber, the late round pick. He smelled like a developmental tackle guy that could, well, the more he mm -hmm. misses, he's missed both OTA sessions. We were out there. He's now mm -hmm. missed mini camp. Mm -hmm. You start to say you fall too far behind and that yep. cuts into your depth. Who knows about the second year guys? They may or may not like um, Sherman and some of those other guys, right. but yeah, I'm all for veteran backup offensive linemen. I think those are a good thing to have. Same, same, same. That's where I'd look to. Uh, two more names, of course, the four and often mentioned Trey Flowers at defensive yes. end. Yes. Right? I would love to have Trey Flowers added to the mix on the end of yes. the line. He's just a good, trustworthy, knowledgeable, fit everywhere within the locker room and the scheme player. I actually wonder, and I think we brought this up, Fitzy, mm -hmm. with Paul. Could they yep. have like a, we'll see you in a, 
Yeah, we'll see weeks. in July. Yeah, we'll see yeah. in a couple a couple weeks. Like, take, you, take your time. There. Yeah. You made your money in Detroit. Come in, small deal. Let us get the contracts worked out. See who looks good in June minicamp. And then we'll talk to you later. Last one. Shime, I have a feeling you would love this. It's the least probable of the five. But you know what? YOLO. WTF. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Is it a receiver? It is not. I went all trench warriors. I went all line beef. And Dominican Sue. Uh, sure. I, I think defensive line is quite possibly one of the least of your issues. Um, mm. So I, mm. I, it doesn't really excite me. It's fine. I mean, if you want to bring him in, I, I, if he's, if he's going to come in on a veteran minimum deal, like sure, whatever. If he's going to play gonna pay for him, he's out because Akeem Hicks got the $10 million deal down in Tampa. There's been interest perhaps with new Orleans. He's gotten paid a ton. I don't know if he's chasing another ring, if he just wants an opportunity, something different, if uh, he wants a paycheck, Andy. But just, you know, just for fun, because that's what we're doing. It's June and we're talking football on a podcast. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to watch Sue and Belichick just, you know, for the hell of it? I'll tell you, if there's a local team that I would prefer to sign Dominican Sue, it would be the Boston Celtics for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Match up with that, Draymond Green, I that agree. That would be my answer to Draymond yes. Green. Hey, Great Draymond, playing. you want to bully somebody? Well, we got well, a new player. Hey, Why Sue, don't you try know. and pull his pants down, yeah, exactly. Bobo? See what step on there. your ankle instead. See what happens there. I'm fine. Yeah, he's going to come in and bite your kneecaps. All right. Another excellent edition of Six Rings and Football Things. Make sure you give us a rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Available wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, WEEI.com, The Works. That's your producer and third man in Chris Shime Time Shime. As always, fresh from the field at Mandatory Veteran Minicamp, the one and only Andy Jumbo Hart. I'm your old pal and driver on the day, Nick Fitzy Stevens. We'll be back in just a couple of days with another podcast. More thoughts from days two and three of Mandatory Veteran Minicamp 2022. As always, give us a follow at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. We would love your questions for the next episode. Until then, go Celtics, drink up, God bless, and as always, go F yourself. Bye. Bye. Absolutely not.